0: Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1T and 5 for Monday, February 5. Let's jump into today's top stories. Missouri is the recipient of a $62 million gift, the largest in the Athletic Department's history, from an anonymous donor, who has designated $50 million for the Memorial Stadium Improvements Project and $12 million for Mizzou's Tiger Fund. Tigers AD Desiree Reid-Francois said, This extraordinary commitment is a major step toward fulfilling our vision to transform Memorial Stadium and create the best college football game day atmosphere in the country. Our pivotal stadium project is not possible without our donor, whose passion for Mizzou's success, coupled with humility, faith and generosity, are unparalleled. Mizzou football fans displayed their passion last season with five consecutive home sellouts, and our donors' momentous contribution will not only enhance those magical experiences at Memorial Stadium but will greatly impact our student-athletes across every sport as they pursue their dreams as Tigers. On 3's Eric Prisbell cites a prominent source as saying the SEC and Big Ten's formation of a joint advisory group is further confirmation the NCAA has zero juice and that this is all headed toward a super-conference model. The source adds... Conference leaders don't want their own members going rogue any more than the NCAA does. And the only way to maintain control is to do what the NCAA hasn't been able to do, proactively create a model that will 100% involve sharing revenue with athletes and that Congress will endorse so there can be enforceable rules again. Another source tells Prisbell, given the non-stop judicial threats, the NCAA is no longer in control. The membership can no longer legislate for what it believes is best for the overall enterprise, because if it does not work for one institution or one student-athlete, a lawsuit is filed. This is no way to manage college athletics. Meanwhile, Encore Marketing President Russell White, who also serves as President of the Collective Association, tells On3's Pete Nakos the SEC Big Ten Joint Advisory Group signals a step in the right direction, saying, the conferences are where so much of the power is, and they've given the NCAA opportunities. It's clear by the announcement Friday that the SEC and Big Ten are just like, okay, maybe we'll just have to do it ourselves. We've seen it moving this way. We're here to work with people. We know the conferences have a lot of the power, and they're realizing it's maybe time to step in and do what they do. White also notes the NCAA has not done themselves any favors over the past couple of years. And look, Charlie Baker inherited a disaster. Mostly it's frustration. There are so many grey areas that don't need to be grey. And there are so many things that the NCA has had opportunity after opportunity to clarify or to realize, hey, maybe we don't need to overreach here or maybe we need to let this area develop a bit more into a free market. We're not against regulations or guidelines. Collectives aren't. It's more about are they common sense guidelines? Do they put the needs and the rights and the opportunities of the college athletes first? A lot of people in this space realize we need guidelines and partnerships with other stakeholders, but it doesn't have to be overbearing. Honestly, it doesn't have to be the NCAA. Sports Illustrated's Pat Forty analogizes the formation of the SEC Big Ten Joint Advisory Group to a test rocket fired into the atmosphere. It's a show of strength and a warning signal to the rest of college athletics. A power to move away from everyone else remains an existential threat. Only a fool would underestimate the lust for power and dollars that exists in the industry, and those who have the most of both certainly want more. Between that, the NCAA's crisis of leadership and the next wave of impending legal ass kickings, Forty asserts that, it's time to get radical. In an effort to save some semblance of a broad-based, national college sports landscape, the time has come to either let football go its own way or make it go its own way. Not just releasing it from NCAA oversight, but kicking football off campus. Divorce football from higher education, while saving the NCAA Tournament as a full Division 1 event. Under 40s proposed model, football players would no longer have to go to school, and coaches would no longer be employed by the universities. License the logos and nicknames for use by what would now be professional teams, let them rent out the stadiums and facilities, take a cut of the ticket revenue, but otherwise be done with it. But if there is one thing that everyone should work together to preserve, it's an all-comers march madness. If the SEC and Big Ten break away and try to form their own two-conference basketball postseason, history could and would judge them harshly for ruining the best thing in college sports. Rutgers signed a four-year extension to its naming rights agreement with SHI International last month, according to NJ Advance Media's Brian Fonseca. The deal locks up naming rights to the Scarlet Knights football stadium through June 2029, and SHI has a two-year option to extend the deal through June 2031. The extended agreement will pay Rutgers a total of $11.2 million over the next six years, starting at $1.55 million in fiscal year 24 and increasing by an average of $120,000 each year before culminating with a $2.15 million payout in fiscal year 29. If SHI activates its two-year option, it will pay an additional $4.6 million, $2.25 million in fiscal year 30, $2.35 million in fiscal year 31. Thank you for tuning in to the evening standard of the d1t in 5 for monday february 5th we'll see you back here bright and early tomorrow morning